Sports World. Tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to John About the Jew Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm your host, as always, Big Jace, joined by King Zay and Steve Risser from Sports Talk with R&J. We will be joined by Joe shortly as well, Joe Aguirre. Mm. Let's talk about the Giants. We've got a lot to talk about. We touched a little bit on the schedule last week, but it wasn't official, so we'll get into that. But we also have a couple new Giants. The Giants have signed former Ingles running back Corey Clement and wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin, who is expected to be moved to tight end. Now, Zay, I know you've been against <laughs> Evan Ingram. You, you've had your problems. Do you think Kelvin Benjamin can come in and help uh, do better than Evan Ingram, make those catches? Uh, I, don't, I don't know about do better, but I do believe he adds depth at that position for the Giants. I don't know if he's necessarily going to do better. You're talking about Evan Ingram, who, as much as I hate him, he is still, you know, a, a freakish athlete. He runs a 4-4. He runs a, almost a 4-4-40. He has one of the highest verticals on the team, and he's also one of the tallest, you know, receivers on the team. So to to say that Kelvin Benjamin is going to come in and replace a guy like that, I don't I don't know about that, but... I do think he'll add depth to the team and he'll hopefully, you know, be able to help them out in the passing game and be able to catch some balls because the Giants need that. They need a big, a big bodied receiver, um, somebody who can go up and get the ball, something that Kelvin Benjamin was brought into the league to do originally. So if he can do that from the tight end position, it'll help the Giants out, take off some pressure from Kenny Galladay and the other receivers also. But uh, I don't know about necessarily replacing uh, Evan Ingram with him. No. Steve, do you think out of these two, who has the best shot to actually make the final roster? 
Oh, it's definitely Corey Clement. I mean, because the Giants don't really have that pass catching running back because they Deion Lewis is a free agent, so they don't have that pass catching running back. I mean, you look at the Giants tight end; they they got Kate, they got uh, Evan Ingram, uh, Kyle Rudolph, and Caden Smith. So they're pretty. De- and, and that other guy, they Toil, what's his last name? So they're pretty deep at tight end. Corey Clement would he could play special teams; he can catch the ball in the backfield. So definitely Corey Clement for me. Yes, Joe. Uh, Add it. Welcome to the show. Okay, Joe. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what do you think of these uh, new signings, and are, are they even going to make the final roster? Um, uh, I caught the tail end of what Steve said. Yeah, I would think that Corey Clement probably will have a roster spot that's winnable for him. I mean, he could contribute in a lot of ways, and we've seen how important running back depth can be. And you know, I know they they spent a six round draft pick. Um, What's that kid's name? Gary Brightwell. 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 Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, again, a, a guy who I think will probably do some special teams. You know, you may see him a little bit in the run game. Um, but yeah. Uh, as far as Calvin Benjamin's concerned, I, I, I mean, this is like a no risk, high reward situation. Um, the worst thing that's going to happen is they'll cut him. Who cares? You know, yeah. at best, it's a big body down at the goal line. You then the NFL likes guys big like body. that, big, real body. big body, yeah. <laughs> uh, and listen, a guy with first round talent who's performed in the NFL. So, um, I, I think it's a great signing. And again, if nothing comes from it, then nothing comes from it. But might as well give it a shot. It's a guy Gettleman knows and and obviously has a great deal of respect for. Let him come in and compete. I don't think this signals anything as far as Evan Ingram's future. I don't think he's not certainly not going to win out the job. So, uh, you know, again, you got Rudolph, you got Smith. There's there's some depth here. And so this may or may not be anything, but I, I certainly think he's worth taking a look at. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Benjamin, I it really sucks the way he went out of the NFL. He had, was really good with Carolina and then came into uh, the Bills, who uh, it was an interesting uh, – the way they had had it, Josh Allen, the way they built the team around him with the small receivers like uh, Josh Brown, uh, Cole Beasley, uh, guys who Josh Allen could just throw the ball down the field, they can get the separation and get under it. And Kelvin Benjamin didn't really fit that mold. So, And then he got bounced around, went to KC, and KC, they had everything all set up, so he didn't really have a place there. So I think he still does have a spot in the NFL if they can find the right spot. This is like what Zay said, a big body guy come in. Uh, some of the Giants have been lacking. They picked up Kenny Galladay and, and uh, Kyle Rudolph. I, I It really sucks because I don't think Kelvin Benjamin's going to end up earning that uh, spot. But if he can perform in the preseason games at tight end, who knows? Maybe a team that is in desperate need of a tight end might take a fly, fly out on him. Maybe a team like Jacksonville. I mean, if they're putting Tim Tebow at tight end, might as well give Kelvin Benjamin a shot, you know? But uh, Well, listen, I mean, he's got a track record as a receiver in the NFL, and I understand that Tebow has a, a, a past in the NFL, but at a completely different position. You know what I mean? So, um. Calvin Benjamin's moving from outside to inside, not to a completely different position he's never played and doesn't know anything about. Yeah, do you think? Do you Tebow think is, 
Tebow's going to be the starter in Jacksonville. I don't know. Nah. They're just waiting. They're just waiting for an injury. That's what that is. He's going to be the starter. Don't get it twisted. It's going to be Tebow time all over again. Oh, don't, yes. don't you get it twisted. He knows what he's doing. Urban Meyer knows what he's doing. Tight end. But do you think you think Tim Tebow kind of had a little bit of a – he lit the flame under Kelvin Benjamin? Because, I mean, he's been out of the league for a while. And you think, hey, if a quarterback can come in and get a get a get signed as a tight end, do you think that woke up Kelvin Benjamin to say, "Hey, maybe I should give that a shot"? No, you don't think no. so, Zach? Stepping his bills, he, the bill collectors is what made him decide he wanted a shot again in the NFL. It has nothing to do <laughs> with any of that. It's it's he has bills to pay and he wants to get paid. It's simple as for any reason why you would play football. <laughs> and I don't think anyone inspired him to play. You talk about people who've been playing baseball for all these years. You know, he's not, he's, you know, technically still been active sport wise. So I don't think that that really inspired him to get up and play. But if that's the case, why is it Jamarcus Russell just going to get up and start playing to somebody else? You know, I don't think that caused it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We talked a little bit about it last week. It wasn't official. Let's talk about the 2021. Schedule for the Giants. Week one, we talked about their opening up with Denver. Then you go on the road, Thursday night football, Washington. Then uh, hosting Atlanta, going back to New Orleans. Then Dallas, staying on the road. Then you're hosting the Rams. Uh, Then Carolina, Monday night football at Kansas City. Then hosting uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Week 10, a bye. Monday Night Football again at Tampa Bay. Then uh, hosting Philly at Miami at the the L.A. Chargers. Every time I see L.A.C., I always want to go L.A. Clippers. Clippers yeah. That's yeah. so hard for me. Uh, and then Week 15, hosting Dallas. Then uh, against Philly, at Philly, at Chicago. And then ending the season, hosting Washington football team. We talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so I'm going to start off with you here, Steve. What is the, your prediction for the record, the Giants? It's a tough one. I mean, I got I want the Giants to be really good this year. I want I, I think around nine and eight. And here's the reason why. I, I think they could be better. But here's the reason why. I, I, I think Daniel Jones and the offensive line are still a question mark. I like the defense. I like the weapons. I just, I'm just, I'm just a little worried about Jones and the offensive line. That's why I say nine and eight. And, and the schedule, those are two going to Kansas City and going to Tampa are going to be two brutal, brutal games. Uh, and then looking at some of their other opponents, uh, Chicago. That's that they could. They, I got them winning that one. Uh, they, they play. Obviously, they play the NFC East. Uh, they play the NFC South. I got them splitting in the NFC South. They, they do go to New Orleans, and they they got winnable games at Atlanta, and uh, it, it, they got Atlanta and Carolina at home. So, uh, but they do play the NFC West. The NFC West, the AF, I mean the AFC West. The AFC West is tough. The AFC West is tough because uh, if, if Aaron Rodgers gonna, in that, gets in that division, it's gonna be brutal. But still, you got to play Kansas City. You got to play the Chargers, who are expected to be better this year. And then and then and and, and if you play, play the Broncos, you got to play Aaron Rodgers. And but then in their 17th game too, Miami. That's that's a tough game too. I mean, I didn't like that they added that 17th game because I, if you look if you look at a team like the Eagles, they get to play the Jets. And you look at us, we got we got to play the Dolphins. That's that's a that's a tough game for us going into Miami. I wish it went down. To, I mean, for for almost two decades, that would be a game. That would be a, uh, that'd be a game we probably could win. But 
this year that's a tough game because Miami's a good team, and I think could, with Tua and that defense could be a playoff team. So I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say nine and eight, but I do have them winning the NFC East. Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, not not the nine and eight thing. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It's really tough. Joe, but what what's going to be a game that sticks out that is really going to show you what the how good the Giants actually are? Uh, I think uh, in week number four they go to New Orleans. I think that'll be a good game. That'll be the first real good team that's on the schedule. Um, you know, you'd like to think this is a it will be a three and zero Giants team going to New Orleans. Probably going to be two and one. Maybe one and two. You would hope not, but I think uh, you've got New Orleans and then Dallas in Week Five. I think those are huge games. I think that's when the schedule starts to get serious. Then you got the Rams after that. Easy week with the Panthers, and then you got Chiefs, Raiders, a bye, and the Buccaneers. So I think that stretch, uh, if they have after New Orleans and Dallas, they can't hang with those teams. Then I think you know those next four or five weeks are going to be pretty rough and. Um, I've got the Giants at nine and eight. Um, I think they could steal one and and get themselves to ten and seven. Um, I think the Giants, you know, I think the Giants are going to win one of those games that I don't think they're going to win. Uh, the Rams could potentially be that, being at home and they have to travel to us. Yep. That, that definitely is. That's a game when I looked it through the schedule. That's a game that I circled as a win because they have the, to travel to us. Sure, yeah. you know, yeah. and Steve, to, for me, the only thing then is, is right. I think they could steal one for the tenth. Can they keep the other nine? I yes, already yes. have for them because gotcha. if yep. you if you only win seven of those instead of nine of those, well, you know, now we're talking about an eight and ten team, and obviously things haven't gone well. Exactly. Obviously, this offensive line is a grave concern to the fans. Uh, the Giants coaching staff and management don't seem to think it's an issue. They think that these guys are um, up for the challenge. And so let's hope that they're right about this. They've been right about a lot of things. So I'm 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 hopeful. Um, but I, I think it's imperative they get off to a three and start. All right. I, I agree with that. But, Zay, two Monday night football games against both the teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Which one of those matchups do the Giants have their best bet of stealing? Why are you going to put me on the spot like this? Because there's receipts. Uh, I'd probably say the Buccaneers, though, if I had to pick one of the two. And I would say the Buccaneers because I feel like the Giants would probably have a better understanding of Tom Brady than they would of – Patrick Mahomes saying that they haven't played Patrick Mahomes months much in the last couple of years. And I believe they had a couple of matchups with Brady when he was on the Patriots, at least, you know, with, while Daniel Jones was quarterback. So I think there's an advantage it's somewhere there. And a couple of, um, excuse me, most of the players, you know, on the Buccaneers, you already know it's that roster that's aging. It's the same roster. It's got your JPPs. It's got your, you know, your, so your, some of your older guys in the def on, on the defensive side of the ball. And I think the Giants, with that new high explosive offense might be able to exploit some of that. But honestly, I, I don't see them beating the Chiefs at all. So that's completely off my list. I would probably say the Buccaneers have one of the two if I had to pick one of the two games. All right. Now, Steve, what's a game that you could see the Giants going in and expecting to get a win but ending up screwing it up? Is there one of those games? I got I to think about that one. I'd say – 
uh, the day after Christmas in Philadelphia because uh, the Giants, that's a, that's a house of horrors for the Giants. We all know that. The Eagles play us really, really tough there. And say, and it's and we haven't swept the Eagles in I think since 2007. And I think it's going to be I think I think I don't think the I don't think the Eagles will be good, but I think they'll you know the Eagles they'll want to spoil our season. So I think it's that I think it's that Week 16 game in Philadelphia could be one that could be a potential game that the Giants are expected to win, but they lose. I don't. Uh, God, this is you. No, that's speechless. He's stunned speechless. I love it. <laughs> uh, now, I, I, I'm i going to go the different route. I, I think a game that the Giants should win but might end up losing is that Carolina game week seven. Return to MetLife for Sam Darnold. Uh, I think he's going to, even though it isn't the Jets, I do think Sam Darnold is going to come in and compete. And I, I like Matt Rule. I like Joe Brady. I think they – are going to be able to scheme up something, and I think and it's going to be a lot tougher game than it should be. And that and that defense is young and good; it has potential. Yes, they do have some solid young guys on that defense, and but I really hope that uh, I don't know why. I just have a bad feeling that that's a game that's going to be a lot closer than it really should be. And I mean the new. New Orleans is another team. Giants always play close. So. Yeah, but but New Orleans will be a favorite in that game against the Giants in Week Four. I'm pretty sure they'll be a favorite because I don't think they'll be. They'll, I don't think they'll. They won't obviously won't be as good as they've been with Drew Brees. But they still got a. They still got Marshawn Lattimore. They still got. Uh, they still got Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Cameron Jordan. Uh, they got Davis in middle linebacker. This is still a good, uh, a, at least a 500 team, even 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 without Drew Brees. So. That's a game that the New Orleans will be favored. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's going to be a game that a lot of people are going to count out the Giants because, I mean, look at the the beginning of their schedule. Denver, Washington, Atlanta. If they are 3-0, which they should be, the Giants, I I think that's going to be a game that they come in. It's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people are going to think it is. They all – the New Orleans – Giants and New Orleans always play close, tough games. And I, I think that's going to be the moment where people realize that this is a real Giants team because they go on the road, they get a win like that. So I, I'm just excited for this season. I'm very excited for the Giants. But Wait, uh, what did I miss? What? I miss? <laughs> what? We said the Giants were going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. I'm oh, Jace's, those were Jace's picks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The, the, the UBS, the new UBS arena has ruined my internet. So thank them for that. Apologies. <laughs> thank go, go Islanders. <laughs> hey, they're in the playoffs. Uh, Zay, we didn't get a final uh, record for you. What do you, what do you have? What do you have the Giants going? Uh, it's too early for me to decide. Like I said, there's too many question marks in the division alone at the quarterback position for each team. So I think they should be able to grab a win in each game they play against both those teams, obviously. It's optimistically thinking, but with the question marks at Dak with his health, you have question marks at Hurts at quarterback and Fitz. I just don't have confidence in being a quarterback. He's a journeyman. He's been on almost every team in the league at this point. I think the Giants should be able to take advantage of that. So for me to put an accurate number on their record right now, I'm I'm really not sure on that right now. So give me a couple weeks for that. I do have the Giants beating each of their division opponents once. Oh, I do too. I have them splitting with all three of them. Yep. 
I don't see why they can't win both, honestly. Like I said, there's too many question marks. Dallas didn't buff up their defense like they were supposed to. I've got them winning both against Washington, and I was tempted to take the Giants in both against Dallas, who I think they generally play well. But I I want to see the Giants' offense the first four weeks. If they're scoring 12 points a game, then no. <laughs> uh, if they're scoring 24 points a game, then uh, then I'll make that bold prediction that the Giants win in Dallas in week five. But as of right now, I got that as an L. And if, if you go through their schedule even more, you have teams like Carolina who have question marks at quarterback. You have teams like New Orleans question marks at quarterback. Denver, who if they don't make a trade week one, then there's another question mark at quarterback. Do they really believe in what they have over there in Drew Locke? So then I think the Giants have ability to take steel games. So for me to put an accurate number on it right now, is going to be hard until things are really set in stone in the league. How about this for, for on the road against non-division opponents? You're at New Orleans. You're at Kansas City. You're at Tampa Bay. You're at the Chargers. You're at the Dolphins and you're at the Bears. Like those are um outside of the Bears, they're all potential playoff teams. And if Justin Fields pans out, the Bears could be a potential playoff team too. Well, sure. And you're talking, you know, you're gonna see Chicago in week 17. Or it's freezing, you know, yeah. no matter but and, and no matter what's going on, Steve, if they're not a playoff contender, you'll definitely see Justin Fields. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And with that, you're gonna see a better quarterback than you would have faced uh otherwise. So, you know. I have the Giants winning really? that game, but I'm just looking at as far as road games, boy, you, you couldn't have found the Giants a worse road schedule uh, if you try. That's a lot of tough road wins. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, is it that week 14 game against the Chargers, that's going to be interesting because that's going to be on the Chargers side of the ball. For, for Justin Herbert, I, I think that's going to be a big game. By far one of the best secondaries he's faced his whole career. And at home, you got to be able to get the job done. I don't think he will because I think the Giants are going to demolish him. Yeah, you know, you guys know how I feel about Justin Herbert. Um, He does not play well against good defenses. He just doesn't. And I think if the Giants are – that defense is as good as advertising. Again, if this offense can stay on the field for half the game. These Cowboy Cowboy. fans, what are you going to do? They they do this kind of stuff. It's horrible. Um, Yeah, so – how you like that, Jace? Yeah, love it. <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, that's going to do it for Giants talk. Let's get to around the league. Starting off, I mean, we just talked about the schedule. Joe, what's a non-Giants game that you're looking forward to most this upcoming season? Straight out week one, Carolina and the Jets. I am so intrigued. I, I, I say I, I don't think I've ever sat purposely to watch a Panthers game or a Jets game, but I'll be on my couch for that one for sure. Uh, I'm so excited about that. And thank you to the NFL for for hand-picking that and serving that up at 1 o'clock on week one. <laughs> that's uh, that's how you do it if you're the NFL. I just wish it was at MetLife. I, I just feel like that would have been just, just a little bit better. You can't have, the same steam. Still you have, can't have everything. Still has yeah. the same steam. It does, but I mean that would just be the cherry on top, you know. Zay, what's a uh, game you're looking forward to? I'm probably going to steal somebody's game, but it's going to be um, the Patriots versus the Buccaneers. 
they have that game where they have Tom Brady on track to pass Drew Brees in passing yards. I think I think they both Brady and Belichick have something to prove. Hopefully Mac Jones is a starter at the time. That way he can lose and I can laugh at Joe the next week. It would be great <laughs> to think that he's the you know the predecessor, the next Brady. That's what he's been preaching. So it'd be great to see that two matchups. But yeah, definitely give me that one. Those two going at it, the pinky versus the brain. I love it. That was my number two on my list, say. Redemption games all across like the board. I like that one. But Steve, you got another re- redemption game? or Not a redemption game, but I don't know if this game is going to happen because obviously with all the rumors, but week nine, 425 in Kansas City, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, we got robbed from it two years ago on Sunday Night Football because Mahomes got hurt. Last year we were close to having it, but the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game, so – Week nine in Kansas City, Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes seeing those two quarterbacks go at it. That's the game I'm looking forward to the most outside of, outside, outside of the Giants. He yeah. won't be there, Steve. He <laughs> won't be there. I'm telling you, he won't. It, it's he, just getting ugly up there. He won't be there. <laughs> what, what makes that even more interesting is it, it's the first week of November. That's usually when the trade deadline is. So we might – so if that were to happen right on the trade deadline, that would be – That'd be even more interesting. Don't forget, November is also sweeps on TV. So Aaron Rodgers might have his uh, schedule full with Jeopardy. <laughs> Just beware. He's made it. He's made a threat. He'll quit. He'll go play yeah. the old host Jeopardy. He should. We'll see. But uh, I'm going to go redemption game for mine. Lions, Rams. Jared Goff coming back to Los Angeles. Uh, I, I expect the Rams to just destroy them. But but I, I do expect Jared Goff to put up a little bit of a fight. Show a little bit of pizzazz that he, he really hasn't shown that much. But he'll have a reason to play. Another game I had circled. I'm going to pick the Lions to win that game, too. I feel you like that, that 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 feels to me like because I think he got a raw deal. Wow. I really do. Um, that's yeah. a guy that took them to the Super Bowl. And he played yeah. hurt in the playoffs last year. And you know what? And listen, I talk about this all the time, right? We want our guys to play hurt, but also play like a superstar when you're hurt. And when you don't, you're a bum. But if you sit out the game, you're the P word. So, you know, pick your poison. Which one do you want to be? Uh, again, this is a guy that had them in the Super Bowl. It's not his fault that they weren't up to the challenge. I mean, he did what he did. Uh, he's a really good quarterback. And, you know, I know everyone's crazy about Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford hasn't played a meaningful game in his life in November. So, we'll talk about January when January rolls around. But uh, it'll be, I'll be curious to see. Uh, what a lifetime of losing has done to that guy's spirit now that he's in a better place. It's yeah. almost like the NFL was petty with the schedule this year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. They were like lining that up. Yeah, somebody was like, you know what? Carolina, yeah, uh-huh. 17 Bob's games, back. we need drama. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I love it. But look, hey, look, if you can make these games and you can add to the intrigue with the storyline, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, yeah. More, people, more people are going to sure. watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are games, like I said, you know, I would never watch a week one matchup between the Jets and the Panthers. Oh, but I will <laughs> this year. I'm in. Um, and suddenly Pat's Bucks is definitely on my calendar. How could it not be? 
So, you know, Brady Mahomes, sign me up. Or Jordan Love versus Mahomes. Love that matchup, too. For Mahomes, mostly. Uh, Another game I had uh, circle was uh, November 24th. No. Yeah, November 24th, the Jets versus Pats, second game. No, my bad, October 24th. I don't know how to read. Uh, Should be a rookie versus rookie matchup, Mac Jones. Versus Zach Wilson should be intriguing, but uh, hilarious that we just count out Cam Newton like he's not a quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl, won a national championship, and played pretty well actually, considering what he dealt with last year coming back from COVID, coming to the team a week before the season started because Carolina was so damn petty. So, oh, by the way, a team that had like fifteen guys opt out too, yeah. some of their oh, better yeah. players. Yeah, oh, you couldn't say you couldn't ask for a worse situation, and that guy went in willing. To yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's terrible. We're just counting out Cam Newton like this. I apologize. As much no, as I, I love Mac that. Jones, I, you know, I look, I think that Cam is the starter until they're no longer in playoff contention. That's what I think is going to happen. And everything I'm hearing out of Boston uh, is speaking to that, that it'll be Cam's job until Bill feels like, eh, let's see what the kids got. So if Cam can get them out to like a six and three start. Mac Jones will ride the pine. Which isn't a bad thing. The thing I I don't like you're signing cam to a one year deal. He's going to be gone after this. Well, why not give your guy reps? Meaningful reps. It's an audition. He's auditioning himself. He's putting, he's betting on himself a one year deal. Yeah. But he did that. He had that same audition last year. Yeah, and look what he dealt with, and look what he made up. He made something out of nothing. I get what you're saying. I, I like Cam Newton. He, Don't get now me wrong, he, but now he wants a chance with all the cards and all the cards and all the chips on the de- table, and he wants to take that chance again. Last year he was shorthanded. I know? will say this though. Look, there was a lot of quarterback movement, and he was available, and nobody wanted him. Yes, that is that. Unfortunately, is the reality of the situation because he wanted to go down south where he lives. Uh, to be closer to his kid, uh, and there was no takers, and there certainly were opportunities at some of these in some of these southern teams. Um, and he decided, and, and you're right. Look, I, he's right now a better quarterback than Mac Jones, and he's been in the system for a year, so he knows it. So he certainly goes in the camp with the edge as far as who's going to start. Now, if there's one thing Mac Jones has made a, a, a lifetime of, it's overcoming the odds and it's being smarter than the other guys in the quarterback room. And it's outworking the other guys that are on the quarterback depth chart. He's certainly got the ability and the brains to pick this thing up quick. And I, I think the disadvantage that Mac is going to face this year is that there's only three preseason games. I think if there were four preseason games as there normally are, is that three? Mac Jones, two. there's three. Three. I um, two. I looked at the schedule; it only showed two. No, they cut out uh, one of the preseasons and added it as a regular season. So that's where they that's where they made up the difference. But I just think that if you had the full four games, that there's a chance by week four, Mac could have outdone Cam. I don't think he's going to be able to do it in three weeks. So I think Cam starts the season. And again, as long as he doesn't throw five picks in the first couple games, he's fine. And he'll be the starter until um, 
they feel like Mac Jones will be the better option. I think they got to they got to at least split those those first two games. If they start zero two and he plays poorly, I think they're going to go to him because usually yeah. if, they, if you start zero and two, you can't really start zero and three in the NFL and expect to make the playoffs. I think they're zero and two. He plays poorly, I think he's gone. I think I think it's Mac's job after that. Not in a seventeen game schedule. I, I think that, yeah, look, at, look, at, look, at, look at with us uh, two years ago with Daniel Jones and Eli Manning. Eli Eli zero and two. That was it. It, it happens quick. But that was quick. that might have been too fast of a move too for the Giants. You know what? We can. I don't think we're debating whether it was the right move. I think the point that Steve's making and is right is this is the NFL now where you don't have three years to develop as a quarterback. You've got one and some change. And so, yeah, look, if you're a veteran quarterback and now you've got all the tools and you get off to an 0-2 start and you've thrown five interceptions in the first two games, that kid's probably starting over you by week three. I agree. I don't. I agree, but, but I don't. What about, what about a Sam, a Sam Darnold, who's been pushed one year, maybe two, one, two years? You push him on. Now, what if he goes to Carolina and becomes the quarterback you expected him to be because you couldn't wait? I think the league moves a little too fast nowadays. I agree. You're not wrong because if he I'm, goes we're, there, we're, listen, Robert, we're, we're talking bombs, about right. We're talking <laughs> about the reality of what's been happening and not judging it on whether it's right or wrong. I mean, again, I like Cam Newton. I said I thought Cam Newton was going to be the MVP of the NFL when he signed with the Patriots last year. That's how much I think of his game and his talent level. And I think if if he had the real Patriots team last year, um, we, we might not even be talking about Mac Jones at all. So, uh, again, I think I think Cam competing uh, uh, with, with Mac Jones, but having actual weapons around him and having the full team there, he you gotta you gotta say he's got the advantage going in. And again, he's been there. He spent a year in the system, so he already knows it. Yeah. But again, I mean, Mac Jones. Uh, what what stands out to everybody about Mac Jones? How smart he is. He's going to learn that playbook quickly, and. I love Cam Newton. I'm not going to doubt Cam Newton's commitment or his intelligence, but this kid can't start showing you up in the in the in the film room. You know what I mean? He better not be the one showing you where where things are breaking down. So not only does Cam have to play well, but Cam's going to have to do his he got to do his homework uh, in the film room, and he's going to if he if he keeps this job, it's because he's playing well and he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. His homework in. The- what have we forgotten who Cam Newton is? Do we forget this man has played in a Super Bowl? He's played in a national championship. He played in high school. He's been to the highest yes, level. But the team he's on, the team he's on, just spent a first round pick on a guy I, from Alabama. I understand that as insurance. Yes, not, that, not insurance. Not they insurance. Want, they, want they want Mac Jones to be the franchise quarterback. If, if Cam Newton can turn it around, they'll keep him as long as they can. Don't ever Correct. get that twisted. They will sure. resign him for longer years. Didn't didn't wouldn't you argue though that Fitzpatrick had the same thing yeah, in Miami? I was just about to say that. And uh, no, and I when think... his when his play he wasn't even, he was winning games, but when his play leveled off, they were like, might as well start two of them. That uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not just high saying. On I, I listen, don't want to get into I'm, that because I'm not high on Tua, so I don't I'm not either. I would have kept Fitzpatrick if I was the Dolphins. I listen. I agree. I, I am I am saying I agree with you, Zay that I think Cam Newton is a superstar quarterback. And I think now that he's dealing with the full Patriots deck, there's no reason why he can't go out there and win some games and be successful. He's definitely not the long-term answer though in new England. And I, I mean, he could go out and win the MVP this year and take him to a super bowl and lose it. Um, 
that was a joke. I didn't, I didn't have to lose it necessarily. I still don't think long term that he would get signed after this season. I think Cam's playing for a contract with somebody else for 2022 and beyond. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because, I mean, you already have guaranteed – you already have Mac Jones on your roster for a while, guaranteed with the rookies. You couldn't move him if you want to sure. – but regardless, Mac Jones is younger. But you're Cam Newton's got miles on him and injury problems with him. You're talking about a Belichick who didn't even want to move to Garoppolo, and everyone thought he was going to make that move super fast, and he didn't even move that fast. He kept Brady as long as he could. Obviously, I understand Brady's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, but he still he takes his time. He, he thinks these things out. I think we're not giving Bill enough credit. I think he's planning for the future, but I don't believe that the future is two game zero oh and two, and that's the it future. Doesn't. It doesn't have to be, but yeah, I mean, this is, look, if they could do it to Eli Manning in New York after an 0-2 start, they'll do it to anybody. I think that's really the bigger point. Now, is it fair, Zay? No. Could Cam Newton turn around an 0-2 team and win six in a row? Yeah, probably. Good enough quarterback to do it. He's done it before in this league. He's a guy that won um, the 15-1 year. I'm sure at yeah, some yeah. point they right yeah. there must have been a, a nine game winning streak in that season. So well, there was like there was like a ten or eleven game. It won like thir- thirteen games before they lost the game that year. Was it was it so 13, I mean again, 13, right, yeah, again, yeah. this is a guy who can win a lot of games in the NFL. I have no doubt about that. Is he the long term answer? No. Could he be for a couple years? Sure. I mean, if if he plays great, could they sign him again for twenty twenty two and keep Mac on the bench? Yeah, why not? Uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be the end of the world. I just don't I don't necessarily see that being the way this is going to play out. And um, again, if they could do it to Eli Manning, Cam Newton's been in New England for a let's, year. Let's not. We're talking about an incompetent coach here, and Pat Shermer compared to uh, fair to Bill Belichick, one of the greatest minds to play the game. Who knows what he? You know. Yeah, Jason, that makes sense. Thing, I don't. No, well, I have no more arguments. You can continue. I'm continuing. Right. Okay. <laughs> Zay, I'm actually let you continue because I mean the NFL just brought up this new, uh, this new, I guess, legislative. I don't know what you want to call it. New jersey rules allowing skill players flexibility on their jersey number. And Zay, you you don't like this rule? I think it's malarkey. I, I feel like it, it's all fun and games until you catch a linebacker in a number that you wouldn't expect them to, and you make an adjustment on defense, assuming he's a corner, and your quarterback is now killed because he made the wrong defensive, um, excuse me, offensive line um, shifts. So I, I, if you want to play this game, you can play the game, but I think it's the worst decision the NFL has ever made by allowing them to change their jersey numbers. I think you've made that rule from the beginning, and it's been stuck in people's minds to understand that certain positions – are between these certain numbers, and let's keep it that way so that there's not mass confusion on the field. But this is something that the players will just have to learn to adjust and adapt to eventually. But I think it's the dumbest idea the NFL has ever done. And I I mind the NFL, please don't make a bunch of ton of stupid ideas. You have a great product. What makes your product great is that it's rare. It's only 17 games. Every game matters. So don't start doing stupidness where you lose players because they don't know who the hell is who on defense and offense and they get injured. But you know what? Whatever. It's the NFL's movement. or well, not me. Whatever. I, mean, I, I I get a little bit what you're saying. But 
the thing is, is like you're it building you're up to arguing, it. You don't. If no. You're arguing it. You don't get what I'm saying. No, six weeks. You have six days to prepare. Watch film. They spend hours watching film. You don't think they're going to know, okay, this is the guy, whether it, whoever it is. Before the show, you brought up Ray Lewis. If Ray Lewis, it doesn't matter if he was wearing number 99, 52, 7, negative 3. Ray Lewis is that good. You're going to know where where he is at all times. Maybe some guy who, like a, a Marquise Golden, some guy who's really who can – who you lose because uh, he isn't necessarily the star guy, but he's a guy that can still come in and make some stuff happen. Again, yeah, maybe something like that. But I, I just – If I you're okay with it, that's on you. But now you have these these new hybrid linebackers, like I mentioned before, these, these, these Simmons, these Micah Parsons, these guys who are linebackers, but they're built almost like a safety, like a big corner type. Again – you don't want to make a mistake on who's blitzing you between the two when you look out there. There's going to be a difference. There's a difference between Micah Parsons hitting you and some little-ass corner on the outside. There's a big difference in the two. You don't want your quarterback to get hit either, but you prefer to be hit by the cornerback than you would a linebacker who is similar built, but now his numbers changed, so you kind of lost him out there. It's just what I'm saying. I'm someone who, like I said, most players go off of number recognition. That's how you know a player. You know, if you take off the names of some of these players and you see their jersey, you will know the player based off their number, just straight off the bat. If I showed you a Sterling Shepard 87 jersey and I took off the name, you would be like, okay, that's Sterling Shepard. If I showed you the number three jersey with no name, you'd be like, who the hell is that? Or maybe you'd be like, that's, uh, 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 excuse me, uh, what's his name? Um, Victor Cruz. You'd be like, that's a Victor Cruz jersey. No, Sterling Shepard is now number three. Players identify with numbers. When you change these numbers, you change the identities. I just don't see it working out well in the beginning. Eventually, they'll catch on, but I think it's going to be a mess in the beginning. Steve, what do you think of this? I am, yeah, yeah, it's going to be weird when, you know, the quarterback says 50, when they usually say 53 is the mic, like saying like eight's the mic. But I think eventually, with all the film study, they're going to know the, the faces of the players and they're going to know their faces yeah the, it might be a little weird at the beginning but i think the, the quarterbacks are gonna be able to adjust to what's going on i hope you're right like i said when you're looking for if you're a corner and you got to be signed you know i'm one-on-one against the best receiver and i'm like again sterling shepherd wears 87 oh wait no he wears three let me get over there you know what i'm saying there's going to be a little bit of confusion every now and then you're not gonna be able to remember every player and every player switching their jersey every week and that's why i said it's going to be confusing at first it's going to take the time to adjust. And I, I, like I say, just don't affect your rules that your game becomes toxic. You have a very precious product. The NFL has a great product. It's better than all sports because every week matters in this sport. From week one to week 17. Don't go messing it up with stupid rules. Okay. Joe, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm with Zaya. This is so stupid. Uh, this is a cash grab by the NFL. They're trying to sell more jerseys. So they're going to let skill players, the guys whose jerseys you would buy, change the numbers of their jerseys. You notice they're not letting offensive or defensive linemen change their jersey numbers. It's just the skill guys. Literally just the guys whose jerseys that people buy. That's it. This is this is Jordan coming back wearing 45. Give me a break. Okay? Stop that nonsense. And I agree with Zay. I think there is going to be some confusion. I think you are going to see guys. I think for fans especially, you're going to forget. 
the first time you see number three running across the middle, you're gonna you're gonna forget. Like, hey, Sterling Shepard, what? Um, I don't like it. I I really do think it's um uh, a pathetic cash grab on the part of the NFL. This is simply uh. You know, when you had the the expanded rosters due to COVID last year, I understand they ran into some numbers issues. Well, you don't have that this year. So what what could possibly uh, look? Sean Scanlon bought an 87 Shepard jersey just last year. Thanks, Giants. Um, you know, for me, it was always the rookie cards. As soon as I bought rookie cards, uh, Landon Collins got cut. Odell Beckham got traded and uh, Saquon Barkley's uh, ACL got torn. So it was. Uh, it's been a rough go on the rookie cards with me. Um, that's annoying when when you get a guy's rookie card and then the Giants uh, immediately uh, move that player somewhere else. So I I hate this. I think it's really stupid. And um, I again, this is this is to sell jersey, Steve. Plain and simple. I don't see any other reason behind it. I get that, but the. <laughs> The one I, I don't think it's as bad. Zay, you said it was the worst thing to happen to football. I, I don't think That's, it's the worst thing, but I, I think if you're going to complain about stupid things about what color socks they're wearing, and then you're going to tell me that anybody can wear whatever hell number they want now, it's it's going to be a circus soon. <laughs> Eventually, they'll do the socks things, and then we'll have teams not wearing the same color socks, and it'll be looking messy out there. It's going to get ridiculous at this point. Uh, don't start I, doing. It's a slippery slope. Once you start doing stupid stuff like that, it all goes downhill from there. Don't allow it to happen. One thing I will say about this rule change that is, I think is really good is if a player wants to change their number, like Sterling Shepard, he had to buy out all the stock from Nike of all the 87 jerseys. Oh, which that's, that's I was really, really More cool. money in their pockets. They're getting their money back that they paid him. Congratulations, NFL. You figured it out on how to make your money back. All right. Now let's get into our question of the week. And this week is the NFL NBA playoffs start. So, which NBA player would have the most success if he moved from the hardwood to the gridiron? Zay, you're one of the co hosts of Post Nut Podcasts. You can go first here. Stupid question. Greatest player to ever play basketball will be probably be the greatest player to play football to be LeBron James. He'd make the easiest transition. He's a freak athlete. He's 6'8". He could run the field. He'd, be, he'd probably run a 4'4", I don't know what he'd run in this 40, but I would assume it'd be somewhere around there. One of the fastest guys on the court with guys who were 200 pounds less than him. So I would say he'd be out there on the field just running around guys in the NFL. And he thought I'd mix that with his height and his leaping ability. He'd probably be the best receiver to ever play the game. So I'd have to go with LeBron James on that one. What position would he play? Receiver. It's not even a question. Okay. Be a star receiver. All right. Joe, who you got? <sighs> Boy, uh, I'll take, uh, I don't know. How about a Kendrick Perkins? 6'10", 27. That's a big <laughs> boy right there. I'll throw him on the, I'll throw him out at left tackle. I'm actually not mad at that, but. <laughs> All yeah, right. That's different. <laughs> That was what? Uh, what do you want from me? I no, barely no, watched the I, NBA. I'm like, who's the who's a big boy that I think could do it? My man Kendrick <laughs> Perkins. All right, Steve, you got one. Yeah, this was this was this was tough. I had, I had to really think about this one. 
I'm going to go Zion at defensive end. And people don't remember, Zion was actually given a football scholarship to LSU. He was offered a football scholarship to LSU. I think no one would be able to stop him. And no one could stop him getting the 10 in the NBA. I don't think anyone's stopping him getting the quarterback. That guy's so explosive. It is ridiculous. So I'm going with Zion. Yeah. I mean, looking at our comments, Jared Jones, Nate Robinson did play uh, quarterback. He played corner yeah. at Washington. Yeah. yeah, listen, Nate Robinson's shown what an exceptional athlete he is yeah. across all sports. All sports. That's like boxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then because Sean's not here, uh, I'll go. Maybe not free safety. No, no, I like it. Free safety, Russell Westbrook. Just his ability on the court to get get after it. Only if he can shoot threes, though. And his teammates to tip him some. Hey, some he don't got to shoot threes here. <laughs> he he stats. I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, think about all the interceptions, and then they lateral it to him to run it back with. Yeah. <laughs> and his stats. There you go. Triple yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, all right. That is going to do it. This week for John about the G Men. Hope to see you next week. Hope we can get Sean back. Uh, shout out to him. He's a little bit under the weather. That's why I wasn't here. But thanks, Steve, for joining us. Make sure you check out Sports Talk with RJ every Wednesday at one, talking about everything football, basketball, baseball, hockey, you name it. They talk He's about also. It. He's also the current CMG Sports Trivia Master. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Dominated Joe and Sean. That's not hard. But Sean was probably just coming down with whatever he's <laughs> ill with now. So, you know, a rematch is in the works. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Looking forward to that, yes. Yeah, right. we just got to work out some of those, I like, uh, dump the fire with team with Joe and Sean get to go. <laughs> This is not fair. They have two wins over you, Zay. What are you talking about? Zay, one and two, all, all right. It, I a- have I have one of those Tyson Fury Anthony Joshua clauses in my contract where I get immediate rematches even when other people step aside to make unification bouts happen. That's the kind of clout I have. I guess I get the Deontay Wilders type of stuff. <laughs> wait two years, right? Two, three years before a rematch. But it's a- <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Right. Kill me. Oh, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you uh, like John about the G-Men on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to John about the G-Men on YouTube and follow Clovercrest Media Group on Twitch and check out clovercrestmedia.com. If you are on Twitch, stay tuned because right after this, we got Stir the Pot Sports. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, for myself, Big Jace, Joe Aguirre, King Zay, and Steve Risser, take care, and we'll see you next week for more John About the Gym. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch.